Welcome to Paranormal Things. We're doing uh, part two of uh, uh, Bigfoot encounters uh, in Oregon caves. Uh, gentleman was six nine, and he says the Bigfoot he encountered was bigger than him. That's got to be like seven to eight feet tall. So, without further ado, I always say, here it is, part two encounter at the caves we traveled with local psychologist matthew johnson matthew to the johnson oregon that's caves his name. in southwest oregon he's big boy described his bigfoot sighting where he says it happened this is the tree right here as we'll see later the harrowing experience spurred johnson to do his own research through expeditions into the wilderness to track he tries to track it down others with others descended from gigantopithecus a 10-foot, 1,000-pound ape that lived side-by-side side with humans more than 100,000 years ago. After his frightening encounter with the creature on a remote trail above the caves, Johnson and his family made their way back to the caves area, which includes a gift shop and chateau. He recounted his experience for a female ranger who told others, including fellow ranger John Roth, that she believed the Roger Patterson took the first yeah, picture. She felt the same way that I did, that uh, this person was not making this up. Roth, who was not at the caves the day of Johnson's encounter, went up to the spot where the sighting happened with Johnson the next day to look for evidence of the large animal. I did find what appeared to be at least one track. It was interesting in that it had a very large print, as you'd expect. This guy's very calm. So is the other guy. They're very calm. Classic, uh, eight foot tall, uh, flat faced, humanoid, hairy uh, being. Uh, it uh, was longer and wider than a human boot would be, even my boot, which is pretty big. His findings and Johnson's manner and detail in retelling John, the story Johnson's led a big guy. to one conclusion. Well, I, based on the, the events that occurred right after the encounter, I have no question at all of that. Can you imagine trying to The night of the encounter, Johnson decided to report Bigfoot his sighting in a, um, on the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization like website. That. That'd that probably set be the off Yeti. a storm that landed him up in, on more um, than a dozen national television shows and countless radio shows, not to mention the dozens of newspaper stories that retold his experience. The fact that it happened at a national monument visited by tens of thousands of people a year, combined with the fact that he's a psychologist, seemed to fuel the story for years after the sighting. Yeah, he, but it also being a psychologist, you'd think he'd have normal perception in life. Well, he's just trying to drum up business this way. Like, hello. That's a good marketing strategy to bring in clientele as a psychologist. Hi, I just saw Bigfoot, so come see me. I mean, give me a break. Representatives from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BFRO, contacted Johnson soon after his sighting. The BFRO is considered by many to be the most reputable of groups gathering information about Bigfoot, Bigfoot trying to use scientific methods in conducting their research. The BFRO sent veteran investigator Derek Randalls to check out Johnson's story. He's not the he's not your typical I don't know, I should say this, he's not your typical person that sees Sasquatch. You gotta when you're when you're interviewing somebody, you've gotta take a lot of things into consideration, what their occupation is, if they have anything to gain or to lose by their sighting. And in his case, I thought that it was a you know, kind of a step out because uh, credibility is kind of a big thing, I would imagine, his field. And for him to come out and talk about it, I was fairly impressed. 
In his more than 100 investigations from 1990 to 2002, Randall said Johnson's sighting may have been the most credible. Randall's concluded half the cases he investigated were hoaxes, but he put the cave's encounter in another category. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, I'd give him a 10, as a matter of fact. Uh, he seemed very credible. He believes it. After he, the dust settled, I believe Johnson it too. decided to get a group of friends together and go on there, expeditions there only, there into the wilderness near the Oregon several hundred caves miles to Roger try and Patterson get another glimpse of Bigfoot and to gather evidence a, a on the female existence. Soon after his encounter, he was contacted by Bill York, a local wildlife biologist originally from England. As a young man, York moved to Africa and spent more than three decades on that continent hunting and tracking animals, many times rare ones, before moving to the United States. York told Johnson he'd like to be a part of these expeditions. Together, the duo would find many pieces of evidence that York said made him, a former skeptic, into a believer. The following footage comes from two such expeditions. In this first scene, York comes across a fresh footprint he says has There's ridges that look footprint. similar to the fingerprint-like designs on the bottom of primate's feet. And you can see, if you look at it, you can see some little ridges and so on, which you would expect yeah, like in the sole of a yeah. fridge. Yeah. Later it's on in the expedition, York found what fur, he described as feet. three possible Bigfoot sitting areas. And, and, and it looks to me more as, as if they're as if so they elusive. And didn't actually Maybe sleep giant, anything, giant you know, they just stopped. Maybe it is. Little rest that's correct. That's what I always thought it was. He looked like a orangutan. Well, you could even see one or two but places. Very, very tall. <laughs> very big gorillas. York also discovered another interesting footprint on the side of a bank in steep terrain. You not expect to find something like that there. He helped explain the outline of the track and evidence of how big the foot was that made it using his vast tracking experience. Looks as if the, the, uh, 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 he half Indian, I guess he does a lot of uh, backtracking, particularly with big this feet. This is the big foot. Side of the foot. <laughs> They're looking at big feet. Big toe around about here. Big toe about here. Exactly. What do you think? When you listen to it. Do you so think uh, Sasquatch is fact or fake? During their expeditions, Johnson said York and their friends heard blood-curdling screams near camp late at night that they couldn't attribute to any known I, animal. I guess the guy... There's nothing more what, 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 or something than hearing it scream at you in the middle of the night in the pitch-black forest miles and miles away from any kind of help. <laughs> it's a rush. The things York saw convinced him that Bigfoot is out there. Um, I came up here basically as a skeptic. I, I, I don't mind telling you now, Matt. Is that okay? There's so many sightings. I, I mean, hundreds and hundreds, thousands. Climate. So I'm basically looking for evidence. Uh, they they tracks, fur, being in the area or sleeping areas. Much to my surprise, sometimes pictures of, massive of evidence that is so equivocal, but is so photographs, everything. Of what you would expect of, of large primates in this area. They must come out at night. Bedding but areas, I've, I've seen them, you know, uh, one, two feeding supposedly areas, allegedly three, filmed uh, during the daylight, just like the one in Roger Patterson's case. Earlier, Bill. Uh, so to me, it's been a terrific experience. Uh, it's removed my skepticism. I never got a chance to actually see a creature, but then I didn't expect it. I didn't come here looking for Bigfoot. I personally only came here looking for evidence that would suggest that Bigfoot indeed exists and indeed exists in this area. Matt saw one, so I don't doubt that existence. But this morning, 
Matt and I saw some evidence which suggests that they, they could have even been here last night, some of that evidence as of, of last night. Yeah, but Sadly, in 2002, York died at the age of 69 without seeing the animal he was after. Still, Johnson was able to gather some hard evidence over the years. This is a foot cast that we took up in the mountains within a 10-mile radius of the Oregon Caves. We followed this set of tracks for a good mile. The track is about um, 20 inches um, long, which um, dwarfs my size 16 shoes. Johnson also made a hand cast of an animal that apparently put a closed fist in the mud near a bait pile his research team had set up. It is size proportionate with the kind of tracks, the foot tracks we're finding out there gorilla. in the mountains. It's got to be a gorilla. My, um, the Gigantopithecus still um, exists just like Loch Ness Monster and uh, track Okapoko sea monsters. When you look closely at this cast, they exist. You can see the five toes, the padding on the toes. You can see dermal ridges. And um, this was in the area where we had a family group with a adult male, adult female, and a young one. Johnson said York believed the evidence they gathered pointed to at least two family groups living in the area. The animals they tracked also covered remarkable distances over rough terrain. We've hiked up mountainsides following tracks, no trails to walk on, we climb on our hands and knees up mountainsides, following tracks that go in three, four foot strides. They're like really it's out to prove to that there is just a walk right up the mountainside. And our longest set of tracks we followed was two miles. These these animals are wonderful and and big and strong, and we're in their home. And they've got a beautiful home. I know, that's what happened. That's what happened. We're even recounted we're in a USA in a Today article after a reporter traveling with Johnson heard a frightening early morning scream. The, Johnson, the who animals. hasn't seen a Bigfoot in the eight years uh, since his encounter, Florida, said when the animals come near the, camp, Florida they bring their familiar fowls now. Building houses all around it. When they've come close uh, alligators invade their space, but we're actually invading their space. And it was affirmed by their growls and their screams associated with the smell. Um, this smell is There's unlike be a way any other animal coexisting out here in the forest. Without having to build mass, you get a mass neighborhoods, it, you'll never forget it. It's going For to attract Bigfoot, told his fellow researchers deer, that he had bears. They'd see Bigfoot someday. You don't have to shoot them. Because of the unconscious data bank that builds up in a tracker's mind over time. He said he had hunted many rare animals without seeing them for years and eventually had a breakthrough. I could probably hunt Bigfoot 20 times in this area, consciously looking for him and not see him. It would not shake my confidence in his existence, because I know I'd be finding evidence, like we have found evidence on this trip. So just because one doesn't actually see a Bigfoot, one is not as fortunate as that. One shouldn't be discouraged. You're going to make a breakthrough. You're going to see Bigfoot. And once you've seen him and you've learned enough about him, you're probably going to see him more often. You're probably going to know more well, about you, them. Yeah, because you'll, you'll know where, where to You're find them. you know what kind of paths they walk along, what sort of places they avoid. He's telling you. Uh, and this accumulation of knowledge, one day you're going to say to yourself, my gosh, why did it take me so long to start seeing uh, uh, my first one or two Bigfoot? Unless you have an extraordinary bit of luck, you know, like Matt did. One day, if, if you're persistent enough, 
seeing Bigfoot will become a predictable thing. That's my personal view. And I base it only on my past experience with other rare creatures. But many skeptics over the years have said that Bigfoot sightings, including the Patterson film, are hoaxes, or people seeing one animal and mistaking it for another. Many scientists, including Roth, who is a biologist, say there are several scientific reasons that make it unlikely that there is such an animal. The biology doesn't add up in terms of these beings be actually flesh and blood mammals. Um, for a number of reasons. One is their wide geographic spread and yet the infrequency of reports suggests that simply they're too, if they actually exist as their uh, as a flesh and blood being they're simply too widely scattered frankly to reproduce. Roth said the region's climate would also make it difficult for primates to live in the wild. He said one explanation for Johnson's sighting could be that he saw another animal like a black bear but he does believe Johnson saw something. He, what he described was what he thought he actually saw. On the other hand, Roth said the mass of evidence collected over the last century, including sightings near the caves in the 1930s, can't be ignored. He said he couldn't rule out the idea that Sasquatch may call the area near the caves home. We have some incredible tracks over the last uh, 50 years or so, and to believe that all these tracks with dermal ridges, with rehealed injuries, etc., is all the work of an oaks, you know, is almost to me as unbelievable as a flesh and blood beings. Johnson has faced many tough questions over the years, including ones asked during the filming of this program, but he has a simple message for the skeptics. I'm often asked by people who are skeptical, and understandably so, because I was one of them before my encounter, if this animal existed, where could it hide? How, how can it stay hidden from man? Those people, those skeptics, although it's understandable that they're that way, have never been on a mountaintop and looked at the vast wilderness. And this is only the tip of the tip of the iceberg in the state of Oregon, let alone the Pacific Northwest, British Columbia, Northern California. Uh, I guarantee you, there's plenty of room for it to exist and stay hidden from man. Some scientists, including Dr. Jeff Meldrum from Idaho State University, agree with Johnson that Bigfoot does, in fact, exist in these forests. For Johnson's part, he says he'll keep searching for the elusive animal and conclusive proof of the centuries-old Northwest legend. He vows he'll keep heading into the wilderness with dreams of the day he'll be lucky enough to get a second glimpse of Sasquatch. There you have it. Fact or fake? Showed a picture, Roger Patterson's picture of, um, of a female Sasquatch walking away. They, she, they encountered her openly. I mean, she wasn't like behind trees or anything. Um, as far as Sasquatch, do you believe? Go up into the hills of Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, in the swamps of uh, the Everglades, uh, Northwest Pacific um, Corridor. Just they're everywhere. 
uh, Yetis are in um, the uh, Himalayan mountains. Um, if you can get to the Himalayan mountains and um, Josh Gates caught a footprint. Uh, it was the most significant find that it, of, of his um, of his career. And now it's when he early in his um, his show. So whatever you think, you know, believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe, and everybody else will believe what they want to believe. Till we meet again, sleep tight.